tweaking car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you haven't found, check your grounds. It's show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. This week in car audio, audio. Yeah, yeah. Tune in, tune in, this week in car audio. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, co hosted by uh, your internet sensation, superstar, <laughs> video game guy, and actor, Mr. Jeffrey Fernandez. How's it going, Jeffrey? Good, good, good. How about yourself, Doug? How you doing? Uh, uh, we are doing good. Uh, awesome. Got to go meet my uh, sister for the first time this weekend. What? So oh, you this weekend? My half-sister. No, I did last weekend. Oh, oh, that sounds cool. So, yeah, so I got to meet my sister for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's a half-sister on my dad. Uh you know, from my dad. So we spent mm-hmm. um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with them. I was in Vegas. I know your favorite little playground. Oh, hers yeah. also. Um, <laughs> so apparently, how old is this half sister of yours? She is uh, two years younger than me. So, okay. um, yeah, DNA, and uh, lo and behold, wow, you got a sister. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, it was really good to meet her and whatnot. Um. Yeah, I mean you can you can appreciate this. Um, so we were we were uh, at the Caesars, and um, uh, we needed a car to go because we were going somewhere else. Oh, you know what? No, she was at Caesars with my wife, and they okay. were coming to South Point to come watch me bowl. And, oh, okay. Um, and uh, as she's walking, my wife said the line had to be at least 150 to 200 people long waiting for cars, and she just walked oh, okay. right by him, flipped him the bird, said, "Diamond bitches." <laughs> and just kept on walking and uh, got him got herself an Escalade. Nice. So, well, what do you mean car? Was that a car rental place? No, or? it was at the casino. Uh, so she's oh, okay. she's a, a level seven. So uh, I was talking <laughs> to my other cousin, and she used to work in that industry. Mm-hmm. And she told me um, that it, at that level, mm-hmm. uh, let me see here. You guys might like this. Um. Um, hold on. Yeah, Are you sharing? Gutter. I am sharing the platforms right now. That's what I'm doing. Nice. Um, anyway, so she's a level seven. My uh, cousin said that if she uh, was one level higher, mm-hmm. uh, she wouldn't stay at the casino. She'd be staying at a mansion up there. So whatever nice. level that is, that's what level <laughs> she is. Nice. Um, so I need to get on that level. So apparently she spends a lot of money there. Um, oh, yeah. I, Maybe she wins a lot. Um, she doesn't need to spend a lot. She can just win a lot. <laughs> sure. Because <those>, they <laughs> build those big, huge casinos on all those winners that are out there. <laughs> um, so right, guys, right now, guys, um, our guest is a judge, a shop owner. Um, uh, you know, he's actually been judging, I think, even longer than me. Um, wow. He's been no, about the same time. About the same time. Uh, he's yeah, but I, I mean, you, you definitely have more experience because I mean, I took like a, a five-year hiatus when you know my sixth child was born. So <laughs> there's only the sixth. I'm sure it was Just like the nineteenth. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
But uh, anyway, so um, but but Ray's been part of the judging rules um, since I don't know how far back. Um, I know when I started out in this thing, um, the rule book was, I believe, six pages long. And uh, now I believe we're at 26 or 28 pages. So uh, rule uh, Ray has been part of the rulemaking process and whatnot for you know since it really started growing in, um, the rules started changing and growing so um, yeah there we go I'm finally shared everything uh, let's see what I kind of think that's an understatement though I mean I think uh, you know Ray's been uh, abroad he's been in multiple countries judging yep. head judging training um, I, I would agree with that uh, yeah so he's been judging he's been like I said head judging training um, Yep, everything's working. Yeah, okay. just trying to promote consistency across the globe. I mean, DB Drag Racing is in well over 40 different countries, and a lot of these uh, judges, you know, can't come to the U.S. or to some of the larger shows and stuff like that. So, you know, going to these other, you know, countries and stuff like that really helps us make sure that we are all on the same page as far as how we judge, what we judge, stuff like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, we are going to have Wyatt on these and Ray as available. Um, we're going to do it the second Monday of every month. Uh, this Monday is probably not going to be a lot of stuff going on just because the season really hasn't started for a lot of people yet. As the season gets going, I'm sure this is going to become a more popular thing. Um, we're also going to start doing um, DIY stuff for you guys. Like uh, next week's going to be uh, retoning subwoofers. So we're going to start doing some DIY stuff on here. Oh, that'll like be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually going to have um, Dan. Uh, Dan Horner? Yeah, Dan Horner oh, on cool. here to show us show people how to recone a sub from scratch. So, Fantastic subwoofer builder, that guy. He yeah. is. He, he's a pro. He's yep. a pro. Yep. So right off the bat, I want to uh, mention our sponsors for tonight's podcast. We have Puns Customs. Uh, he had an issue, but I think I saw that he's just about getting ready to – reopen again he's got his That's stuff good. moved and he, he looks That's like he's awesome his stuff uh i don't know if you saw ray but uh, oh i probably didn't see um so his store caught fire two weeks ago a week and a half ago no. yeah and it was like the whole store so um yeah so he, he i believe he's got his stuff together and uh, now he's uh, gonna be reopening here shortly he was still available to do stuff like out of his house and whatnot but you know he wasn't available um, our other uh, sponsor is Crossfire Car Audio. You know, we appreciate those guys. Always remember to support those who support the things that you guys like, just like this podcast. Um, more people support the podcast, the better off we're going to be. Um, so anyway, guys, like, share this, do whatever you're going to do. Uh, the intention of tonight is you guys ask us a question. Last time you guys asked us a question, uh, we broke the Internet. So... <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. Hello, greetings from Excess Power, Sundown Audio. Sean Mayo popping in. Nick nice. Semino. Oh, Sean, we say hi. Yeah, Nick I Semino. was just with Sean actually in Vegas. Oh, at, yeah. Uh, at Knowledge Fest. At Knowledge yeah. Fest, right. Yeah. Him and Scotty were both there. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah, he posted a couple of videos, too. So, um, like I said, so I think uh, everybody should be aware of my credentials, Jeffrey's credentials, and Ray's, uh, especially if you've been to World Finals. I don't even when you took your hiatus. I think you were still going to finals, weren't you, Ray? No. Oh, you even took them from World Finals. Yeah, I didn't. I did no shows. I didn't do any shows. I didn't do any judging. I didn't do anything. Oh, so so when I took my hiatus, 
I went down to doing like 10 shows a year. That was my. That's not a hiatus. hiatus. That's not what you call a hiatus. That was. I took like a three or four year hiatus. I was down to like 10 shows a year. So, um, anyway, uh, so we'll just hit on it real quick. Um, the sound deadening, uh, Ray was explaining to us. Why don't you explain kind of where we ended as judges and how we're going to proceed with the sound deadening, Ray? Sure. Uh, just a couple of things. I mean, let, let, let's just recap the rule. You know, section 3-8E says sound deadening materials, expanding foam and tape, an unlimited amount of sound dead and sound damping materials may be used throughout the vehicle provided no other application or applicable rules are violated. Additional restrictions. So I think that the part that's confusing us is the total thickness of sound damping materials installed in an interior space or interior surface of a passenger compartment, excluding enclosed spaces within the doors is limited to two, two inches. Okay, this includes the ceiling, the floor, the firewall, surfaces underneath the dash. So uh, there's a lot of confusion there. People are saying that, you know, can you have more than two inches? Well, if you're behind a panel and there's five inches of depth in there, then go ahead and put five inches because you're still allowed to use an unlimited amount of sound deadener. Okay? Oh, so you're what talking we don't like want... behind the dash, say. So Correct. like behind Correct. the dash, I mean, your dash sticks out 16 inches in some vehicle. Correct. You'd be Correct. able to fill that whole dash with sound deadener. If, if, if you wanted to, yes. yes. As long as you're, you're not uh, violating changing... any other rules. Right. So if if you put it behind a door panel and the door panel protrudes, you know, three, five inches and no, that's not that's not the intent. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. So there's some, uh, you know, questions as far as how we're going to judge this and stuff like that. I mean, I, I guess the, the first onus is, it, is to use our eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. If we look at it and it looks pretty obvious. We're going to, you know, obviously investigate further and stuff like that. Right. Yep. Uh, in those instances where we think it might be questionable, um, the method that I've used for the past decade, you know, around the world is that I use this simple tool right here, a little thick tool, it's very small, it's not intrusive, mm -hmm. it won't damage your sound deadener immensely. I just take this, I gently press up against where the sound deadener is, and I just slowly start pushing until I get to a solid spot. Typically that's the metal of the vehicle. I have in other vehicles found wood and such things inside there, which we've had to have them removed, but that's for another day and another story. But basically, let's say it stops there, then we just grab it, pull it out, and then we'd know how much sound deadener there is. Most sound deadeners have some sort of butyl and stuff in it. After this is removed, all you got to do is press on it gently, it seals back up. If it's the, um, I think it's Sandown that makes the stuff that you torch on, or Alfred has that too, where you have to torch it, you just reheat it press it, it just seals right back up. It does not damage the sound deadener at all, at least from all the ones that I've done. And I've probably poked in the neighborhood of around a thousand cars around the globe, and we've never had any issues. So I'm fairly confident. I mean, it could be that 0.01% yeah. where the sound deadener completely crumbles and falls apart, but not likely. Um, so that's how we're going to do it. Um, if there's any questions on that, feel free to reach out. But yep. like I said, it's fairly straightforward. I want to know how you can get that through the airport. Well, <laughs> put it on I your put it, uh, check I put bag. it in my luggage and I uh, ship it I in the Interbelly and I'm good to go. Yeah, uh, your check bag. You're good. Yeah, you take it over there to you know Europe or something like that. And <laughs> so, so Dave Brad Bradshaw chimes in with, uh, you know, if anything over two inches is considered a lot, I'm the man. So. 
there must be hidden meaning in that, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I mean, since we're on the sound ender, I, I did have somebody reach out for me in, in Europe, wanted to know, since we're doing all the sound ender stuff, can mm. you have sound ender on the outside of the firewall, so in the engine bay compartment, you know, on the inside, if, if that makes sense. So engine compartment, firewall, outside, so in the engine compartment, facing the interior, if that makes sense. Yes. 100%. Should be no problem. But yep. do, do we have a limit on the amount of sound deadener that we can put on that space? See, so that so I actually brought that up to Wayne uh, that, okay, because that's considered the undercarriage of the vehicle, right? Well, if it if it's underneath, but I'm talking about the, the firewall, firewall directly. Itself. So, you know, here here's the firewall. Yeah. Here, here's the engine. Here's the interior of the vehicle, right? Uh -huh. So, I mean, a lot of like race cars will put sound deadener on a this area anyway. Mine absolutely and, does. And, it's and actually a lot of shields. them make sound deadener specifically for that area. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm 100% okay with. But I guess maybe we should clarify. You know, are we going to have a limit on that? We should. Um, I actually brought that up to Wayne at one point. Um, I think he believes like most engines will restrict that amount. But it's pretty I mean, tight you, enough as but, it is. But you and I both know Ray. I mean. The people that are competing at this level are just ridiculous, and they will literally weld in engine mounts and move the engine forward so they can add more. Well, I, if, if tell me I'm will, wrong. There, there's a way. If if there's a will, there's a way. P That's people right. are definitely going to try to, you know, everything to their advantage to try to get that, you know, tenth of a decibel, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Chris Gregory uh, says, uh, basically, I interpret the rule as deadener being used to take up space, not deaden panels. Is So I'm guessing he's thinking that is not allowed. Um, and then Nick Semino says, yes, everybody wants to forget the part that says as long as it does not violate any other rules, mm -hmm. which do you want to uh, speak to that? Uh, you have we had a really good conversation at world finals about that portion of it also. So you want to speak to that Ray, the part where about the, people just ignore the, um, does not violate any other rules part. Yeah. I mean, just you get excited after reading the first half and going, yeah, I can put unlimited sound in her <laughs> and they just give her right? right. But I mean, it still has to look OEM. It still has to have the same contours, everything that, you know, was there still needs to be there. Right. Yep. And, and along so with that is, I mean, also, you can't take up interior volume of the right, right? You can't reduce the because volume now you're the modifying the, the, the listening area, area of the vehicle, right? Right, which is also another rule that you could potentially be violating with this. So, uh, build th so then that at that point it becomes a build up and build down, which are against the rules in a correct in most correct. classes. So, um, oh. He, Nick Semino says, structural reinforcement talk, please. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a a limit from when you get to too much sound in and it becomes structural reinforcement. But I don't think that's what Nick's talking about specifically. He's talking about if you build something like a cage for the exterior of the vehicle, that is definitely structural reinforcement. Very similar to how you would have a strut bar on these high-performance vehicle where they link the, the two struts together yep. to prevent the vehicle body from rolling and stuff like that. Correct. If you build an exterior cage for whatever you're doing for your vehicle, you're adding structure to it. That's why for a long time we had battery, uh, battery boxes had to be behind the B-pillar 
mm-hmm. right? Because if you mount it underneath and you weld it to the bo- like the undercarriage there, you've structurally reinforced the front cavity where we're measuring the SPL sound system, right? Correct. I would agree with that. Um, let's see. He says then – oh, it, if you were to build up, um, he says – you can eat up four to eight cubes of volume with a uh, sound deadener in a vehicle, which is, I believe, happened at more than at least one vehicle at World Finals. And then he says, uh, then you should be in, in Super Street X, which is correct, right? Yeah, so if correct. you take a Super Street car, you build it up. Now you have a floor or a roof build up or build down. That automatically puts you into Super Street X. We, uh, despite anybody's thoughts, we are not trying to disqualify anybody from from competing it just it may not be the class that you wanted to compete in if the car does not qualify uh just like somebody that rolls in with the crx right he might not qualify as a street car because of the modifications he did but and he 100 percent rolled into the show thinking he was going to be super street or uh street stock you know Mm -hmm. you're right at at the end of the day 100 percent, all these vehicles even the ones that have the 18 inches of sound deadener. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but right. let, let's say you right. did have that, you would still fall into Super Street X. So there, yep. there is 100% a category that you can still compete inside of DB Drag Racing. So we're definitely not alienating anybody. What mm-hmm. we're trying to do is, is level the playing field for all of those in all the classes on a global scale. We're not trying to single out any specific competitors or any specific vehicles and stuff like that. If you have too much and you or you feel that there's too much, then put yourself in Super Street X or take some of it out. I mean, you're the builder of the vehicle, so I'm sure you have an idea of what you put into it or how much you've gotten into it. Or if you don't, maybe take a minute and just take a look to see how much you actually have put into there, right? Yep. Um, like I said, uh, and one thing that people don't understand fully also is when Ray, Jeffrey, and myself, or and Wayne and the other judges look at um, – rules we're looking at a worldwide plethora of different cars so we're talking to people in south africa in uh you know over in asia the people in europe and russia and all these places and they're like and we would say hey this rule works great in the united states because there's cars that aren't like this and they go oh well you just alienated this car this car this car that's my top four or five guys that i even had competing last year and now they yeah. have nowhere to play, right? So and, and a really good rule about that, or a really good comment about that is, at one point <coughs> in time, we had talked about potentially having a class where we'd only have vehicles that had C-pillar builds, which oh, is yes. fantastic. Right. Because right. there's a lot of cars in North America that are four-doors. But you go over to Europe, and I'm telling you, 60% of the cars are two-doors. So those vehicles would never even be able to compete in that category at all, right? right. Yeah, they don't get Suburbans over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> very, very few. I have seen a couple, but not very many. Oh wow! So, but yeah. pandas though. If you want pandas, I'm telling you. So my, my my daughter lives in Italy now, and I'm telling oh. you, you can walk down just about any street in Italy, and there will be pandas there, like littered all over the street. <laughs> like you just pick one up and take it home. I mean, they're yeah. small enough you can carry them. Like new ones, like uh... no, like older ones, but oh, they're still ones. in good shape, and they all drive yeah. them like. I see lots of old grannies in their 60s driving around in these pandas <laughs> and stuff like that. But they're everywhere in Italy. Okay. All right. So here, here's a uh, break the internet type question. So Kevin uh, 
Croce, Santa Croce, I guess. Uh, he says, I'd like for you guys to talk about clamp cheating, a.k.a. ghost powering, and how this will be enforced in the future. Well, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I have uh, gone to many competitions around the globe. Mm -hmm. I have personally clamped in the neighborhood of about 10,000 or more specific runs. And I've never seen it. I do know that large amplifiers can cr create EMI, which is, you know, interference and stuff like that. Yep. But that typically interferes with other stuff, not the actual measurement itself. Or it'll just make it so it won't read at all. Right. But so we, I mean, you'll see, you know, 0.4 volts. And you're like, yep, that yep. didn't work. So, but there, there, there's a lot of AI built into the term lab now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not 100% foolproof, but... Basically, if it doesn't clamp, we just don't allow that particular amplifier inside that category. Yep. And, and once again, we're, we're not excluding anybody. It just won't right. be in that class. It'll have to move up to a super street or an unclamped class. Or, no limit. or just go to class. pro stock no limit. No limit. Or possibly we, we no limit. Yep. So we just move to pro, like no limit, yep. right? Mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. So, what I mean, oh, go ahead. I, I, I would truly love to have somebody show me that. Like, I, I have yet to see it. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Munson. Munson offered to pay somebody to show him it, and yeah. nobody came up with it. Um, and, and I mean, I, I I get what the other side is saying. Well, nobody mm -hmm. wants to show you because then they they can't do it. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we see all the same amplifiers right. in the lanes all yep. the time, and I see guys doing the same numbers whether they're using a Brazilian amplifier whether they're using a Korean amplifier, whether they're using a Chinese manufactured amplifier, guys are still doing relatively close to the same numbers, you know, with the same amount of power. You know, so I, I got a guy here in my area that's doing like 150 dB at 1K. I got, I see yeah. guys, and he's using a Korean amplifier. I see guys down in the US doing 150 dB with a Brazilian amplifier. But the numbers don't lie when the SPL is very similar, right? And uh -huh. the amount of power that's used is very similar. And it's not just here. It's globally where the numbers are relatively close to each other. Yeah. Um, and plus, you know, we visually inspect the speaker wire going into the amplifier. I think someone had mentioned something about reversing, you know, polarities or something like that. Uh, I mean, uh, we know that, it's coming positive, negative. And it doesn't matter because we're working with AC voltage, right? So right. if you go positive or negative with the clamp, as long as your leads, one's positive, one's negative, it doesn't matter which one's which. Mm -hmm. So I mean, so it's going to have a swing, th right? There, there is 100%. There's, there's always a way to cheat, okay? There is. Yeah. Here, here, here's a really good example of a potential way that you could cheat, but it'd be really difficult to do. You have two wires coming out of your amplifier going into your box. Inside your box, you have a false cavity, which has a second amplifier in it, which I have no <laughs> idea how you get all those wires into there. But let's just say we don't happen to see those. Yeah. And that particular other amplifier is the other half of the bridge amplifier. So when you clamp it, you're only seeing half of the power. But, I mean, it'd be fairly obvious. You got a power. You got a ground. You got remote turn on. You got signal wires running into there. You know, it just, it's just – it's difficult. You know, when we have only two conductors allowed, it, it – it's difficult to cheat the system. Mm -hmm. When we had multiple conductors back in the day, I mean, I, I discovered in in Europe, in Germany, I think it was, a guy had was using braided speaker wire. 
And the what he was doing was he was braiding one of the powers negatives. in with the negatives and one of the negatives with the powers, right? Yeah. And I told yeah. him to take it out. He's like, no. And I said, listen, I'm not clamping it there or mm -hmm. testing it there. This is what's going to happen or you're not going to compete. It's, it was simple, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, there, there's there's probably photos online of that, the ones that I took that, showing that. But just to be aware, like we, we've tried to mitigate as much as we can to reduce the potential errors or the potential ways to cheat. Obviously, like I said, if there's a will, there's a way, but we're going to try to, you know, do the best that we can to ensure that it's leveled, not just here, but around the globe. Hey, so so Nick here. Just just so you know, Nick says, Doug, don't skip my question. Um, I'm not trying to skip your question. It's I'm trying to keep up with all the stuff, and it depends how it comes in on my board. Yours did come in, but I just so you guys are aware, I'm if I do miss your question, it's not intentional. It's you know I'm trying to get it however it pops up on my machine. Uh, so anyway, we also have time restraints too, right? Like we absolutely do. So, um, uh, Nick Semino's asking now, so he goes, so when you weld in a square tube box inside the engine bay, claiming it's to hold your engine, let's be real, welding a cage side to side, front and back, and to the firewall, that's a structural reinforcement, is what he's uh, making a suggestion for. Um, I 100% agree. That, yeah. that is definitely potentially a, a structural reinforcement piece. Yep. I mean... There is a particular vehicle with, with that particular setup in there, but mounted to their strut towers and stuff like that. And for sure, it, it definitely structurally makes it stronger, right? Yep. In my opinion, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not physicists, we're not, but we're just trying to stay away from that type of stuff. We, we don't want to see builds like that is, yep. is what we're trying to move towards. We're going to make these small course corrections and get back to more of our old school stuff where there's a lot more fun and a lot, a lot less drama and stuff like that. Right, and, no. and that also falls in the same category is um, this year's judges, um, we want to move the onus on the competitor of saying, this is legal, you show me where it's legal, versus it's not in the rule book, so it's automatically legal, right? Yeah. That's what we decided as judges this year is we're going to move that direction as our, as our starting point with any question somebody has about a rule. Yeah, it's easier that way, right? I mean, then we're not judges trying to figure out and do all the research behind what vehicle that is from, what options came on that vehicle. If the competitor can go out there and they can do all the research and they can prove to us, you know, hey, look, written in black and white, here is exactly how it was and this is how it should be, then that's fine. That's 100%, you know, we can agree to that, right? right. But when it's, you're on the spot, you're at a 3X event, you're trying to run the show, you got 50 cars on the go, you're an hour behind schedule because you had a <laughs> power failure or whatever, and they want you to make a decision right now? Yep. Um, no. If, if the competitor came up to you and goes, here, take a look at this, this is why I believe it's legal, take a look at my car, and you can go, yeah, I can clearly see that, that's 100% no problem, let's move on. Yep. And, right? and I will tell you, though, as soon as the show's over, I'm going to get a call. Ray's going to get a call. Jeffrey's going to get a call, whatever. And we will talk as judges go, hey, this is what I saw today. This is how they presented it to me. What are your thoughts? And just because we allowed it that one time, and, and if it shouldn't have been allowed, the very next show we see you at, we'll say, hey, look, am I bad or whatever? We talked amongst the judges. I understand where you came from, but this is why we say that's not good. I mean, we're human, right? We make mistakes. Um, and, but we do our best to correct them and 
make sure everything's good moving forward. That's our intention. 100%. So Justin Stolman says in here, uh, so if you build a show vehicle, put lithium caps in the rear bumper with plexiglass windows, that's considered extreme now. Um, actually, you would probably no. only be able to... It, it, so so that would be part of your sound system outside the OEM skin is what he's saying, right? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, no, because he would have changed his OEM skin to Plexi instead of. Right. He would have just had his OEM skim if he put it in Plexi as a bumper. I mean, it, it'd be that's that's a difficult one. Uh, we would have to actually see it, I think, Justin, to give a true answer to that. Um, Wally Johnson says on here, I've seen a cab 45 read off, but it's in the wrong direction. Change volume clicks on the radio and can change power by 1K. I personally haven't seen that, but I've seen where, you know, like a 12,000 watt amp or whatever, one click and the guy goes up 4K. And that's due to input voltage, you know. Um, radios, also, radios knobs aren't rheostats. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you go up a click, yeah. I mean. Yeah. So Tyler so the, Archer says uh, the only odd thing that I've ever seen in, inside of the power thing is that if if you are burping a vehicle and the impedance curve hasn't met up to where the power is reading. So, for example, you 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 hit a big burp. You, the term lab reads it faster than the impedance can build up in the in the, in the box, box. For example, yeah. you will get a high power reading, and a low SPL, for example. Right. Or it, so I, I I've seen stuff like that, but that's an invalid run. So you just run it over again, right? Yep. And, and uh, so I've seen it the other way too, where your SPL doesn't change, but your power goes up and up and up. And that's okay. due to the exact same thing. So now you have impedance rise within the box. So it's not reading as much power, um, you know, or it's uh, the, the SPL um, may go up and it's not reading any power because it's starting to build a wave and, you know, and starting a couple waves to, to get a little bit louder. Um, Chris Gregory says, just do base race, less headache. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not disagreeing. Genius. Uh, yes. Uh, Nick Semino says, thank God that's clarified because some of are under the impression that if it passes at one three X, it should be grandfathered in all the way to final. And that is 100% not our intention. Um, we actually, uh, in the world finals rules itself, it, we even have that in there, um, that it's judges discretion and, um, you know, each in, each event is its own individual thing. So, yeah. Doug, I, I think you gave a really good analogy of, of exactly how it actually works. If you consider a single 3X event like your local courthouse, there is a single judge that sits on the panel that kind of makes those decisions. And then if, if something happens there and you end up in the Supreme Court, where there's a panel of like seven or eight judges, that's like world finals for us, right? You come to finals, mm -hmm. there's seven or eight judges. In our instance, we're gonna try to alleviate all of this stuff or mitigate all this stuff prior to finals. So after Doug has his 3X or I have my 3X and I see something questionable, we'll have a conversation, we'll have a discussion about it and we'll get back to the competitor prior to the next event, right? Yep. But 
that's kind of a really good analogy. You know, your, your, your local show, your local 3X is like going to the local courthouse, right? When you go to uh, the, the next event or the finals or whatever, where you have an entire panel of judges, is going to be like the Supreme Court where we have a panel of judges where we ha will have, you know, deliberations and we'll talk about everything and stuff like that, right? Yep. And, and that's that's the one of the um, uh, that's one of the great things like uh, right here, Chris uh, Pate says, uh, if if it's judges discretion, then shouldn't all judges be on the same page? And that's 100 percent why um, the world finals in a single location is a phenomenal thing, because. I guarantee, Chris, in your household only. Say you're married and you have three kids and two of them are teenagers. The way you guys have read the same exact story is going to be totally different how you interpret it, what it is. So the, your wife can uh, read Eat, Love, Pray and you read Eat, Love, Pray or whatever. I think it's that's what it is. And you're going to read it and go, well, yeah, that's just a bunch of whiners. And it's about, you know, it's about trying to make people feel better. And your wife's going to read the same thing, and it's going to be, oh, no, this is about their heart and who they truly are as a person. So you guys read the same exact thing, but you got two totally different ideas out of what the intent was of that book. So the rules are the same way. That's why when we get together as a panel or we get together at World Finals or we talk about it on the phone, um, we come to a decision as a whole, and Correct. this way we can – we can see it together. We can talk about it together, and and that makes a huge difference. But we do, um, we do talk amongst ourselves as judges quite often. Um, shoot, I got so many texts to and from Ray, emails, phone calls. Same with Jeffrey. Jeffrey will call me during a show. Hey, this is what I see. Um, why does that too? Um, Jeremy Creamer does. So I mean, we as ju as a judging staff are really, I mean. More time than you guys can imagine, we spend, um, we spend trying to make sure we have a very good, consistent judging staff. I mean, Ray travels right. all over the world and does it. Um, he comes out to California to, you know, may come to do one of my shows, and um, you know, it it is. I mean, we we try to be the best we possibly can. So. Um, let's see, uh, final rules, base race tracks, no more tracks coming or not changing on, uh, or not changing anything. Uh, the last I heard he was looking into more tracks. Um, but as the, as the rule sits right now, you have to use boom check. And, uh, for those people that haven't tried boom check, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Boom checks real easy to use. It, I mean, I jump in random cars and I'm able to do nine nines with it. So, so I, I think there's more of a concern with the high SPL vehicles. I think mm -hmm. on one of your previous right. podcasts, yes, uh, a competitor or somebody had met like messaging or whatever and said something about, well, I'm sure not going to do 159 nine on a track that's seven frequencies off of where my peak is. Your peak. Yeah. Right. But it, if you're seven off, then you're on the wrong track because the tracks are only about six hertz apart. Yeah. So at worst, you can be three. the one that has the least amount of drop. 
So so you just have to right. So you're gonna at worst you're only gonna be three hertz off with the existing tracks. Correct. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, boom check six here shows sixty seven hertz. So I wonder how much higher does your vehicle peak at? Well, I mean base race guys should definitely be, you know playing music or more or less music, so <laughs> It, it, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, their right. vehicles should have a fairly decent bandwidth as far as the amount of, you know, frequencies that they can play, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I get it. There, there's always going to be one that's stronger as mm. far as the, the, you know, the sheer SPL side of things. But definitely there should be one that's close. That, that's why I tell everybody, if I was going to build just a base race vehicle, I would do a single 10 sealed. That has with a, with a great, like a Q of seven. That way, it doesn't matter what song I play. I'm gonna be able to, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be able to control the system, for sure. Uh, so Nick puts on here. So bullying a judge at a 3x event, pulling out the rule book on him is a no-no. LOL. Um, so Correct. we don't encourage bullying at all. At all. But yeah. if you want to pull out a rule book and show me where a rule is in a rule book at a 3x, I welcome that. Right. Respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you say the same thing, Ray? I mean, because oh, yeah, now you're going to show me exactly what that rule is. There's the Correct. onus, the onus Correct. part, right? <laughs> yes. Onus what what we're not going to have is, you know, competitors come up to us and threaten us and say, hey, listen, I'm going to pack up my vehicle and leave this event unless you do this or unless you do that. Right. Like that. That 100% is bullying because what they're trying right. to do is get you to conform to what they want you to do or they're going to leave your event, et cetera, et cetera. So that we're not going to stand for. Um, so uh, this question from Chris Pate again, uh, he says, uh, then why is sound check always singled out? So here would be why sound check is singled out. When you are the top guy in the world or we know you're going to go to finals and you have a run, you're doing a world record run. We're, your every eye of the judges is going to be on that vehicle. A, a, am I wrong, Ray? Jeff? No, no, you're you're right. Here, yeah. I, 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 it's I have not another... singled out. Right. I, I don't I, think it's it's in that context of singled out. Right. It's it's you're the so, top of the game. Everybody's going to be looking at you, the competitors and the judges. So I mean, I I have some other examples of okay. of you know getting singled out. So. A competitor in Brazil, Hal, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys know him, but I was down oh, yeah. doing one of his, uh, I can't remember if it was finals or one of the one of the big events anyways. I looked over his vehicle and he had something that was illegal in the vehicle. Okay. I said, listen, I'm not, obviously I'm not trying to single you up, but here's, here's what's going to happen. You're either going to fix this and compete or you're not going to fix it and not compete. But again, the choice is yours, right? Right. We're not trying to single out anybody. You know, we're just trying to make it fair for everybody across the globe. Uh huh. And and, and it truly is across the globe. So, uh, Justin, I promise you, I'm not ignoring you, but I answered it the best I could. There's really, for something as technical, I would say, as what you're talking about, it's such a one-off case. We would have to see it in person to make any true decisions. Okay. Are we talking about the? Lithium battery in the yeah, custom plexiglass bumper. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's so hard. We 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 have to see how the plexiglass bumper is a you know 
how close is it to the OEM one? Did you make more space by changing the OEM skin look to right. see if there's more? There, there, there's a lot to it, and, and you can't just do it by yes, you can, or no, you can't. You have to do a physical, right? Yes. Oh, and which brings me to what I should have started with again, once again. Everything we're talking about here is our opinions of the questions, the way we understand that you are telling us. This is not an actual ruling on any vehicles or anything like that. This is just a way to interpret, and we believe the interpretation to how you are explaining it to us. Remember, when you go to a judge and they see it in person, that could be a totally different story because the way you're explaining it may not be the way it is in our eyes. So, is that fair? Okay. Um, uh, uh, we're trying to have uh, agreed here. Uh, so, I think uh, Chris Gregory agreeing <laughs> with us on the, uh, the base race mm -hmm. thing. Anybody can use the boom check. Um, let's see. Sean, have you gotten to try any? I don't. Oh, try out some new songs, I think is what he's talking about. Um, I don't do any of that part. Uh, Wayne looks at him on his computer or whatnot, or he talks to the production company and sees about that. Uh, um, Alonzo Romero, where do we get boom check? Is there a download asking for a friend? Alonzo Romero. <laughs> And buy yourself a membership it's a free download after you get the membership that's right and once you have it you have it but you should support the organization that you enjoy participating in right so you should get it um uh not gonna go there uh boom check has a gap from 39 to 52 hertz so 39 to 52, I'm going to say that's not possible because... There isn't because there's because a couple the, of boom checks in there. There's, for sure. There's, there's one, one that's, one at, that's 42, at 42. Yeah, there's one at yeah, 42. 100%. And I know 100%. there's one at 51. So, you know, I mean, and, and that's for sure. So, no, there is no gap. Guaranteed. What does he mean by gap? Uh, in, where there's no there's song. Like missing frequencies. Yeah, yeah, missing frequencies. In one song or going down... From boom check one to six, or uh, I, I'm guessing he's just saying that there's those frequencies don't exist between 39 and 52. I know for a fact 42 exists because I suggest that to people. That's boom check four, in case you didn't know. Um, let's see, is anything over 70 hertz allowed? Anyways, if you're talking about uh, base race, um, I don't think there's any boom checks over. What did you say it was 60 what hertz? I saw 67 on this. Uh, so this 67 the, hertz. Yeah, 66, 67. Um, and it has an 80 hertz cap on it anyway, right? Doesn't uh, Base Race have an 80 hertz cap, I believe? Yeah, I, I think all of our formats, that's the highest frequency you can yeah. play is 80 hertz. Okay, here's a big, long question from Antonio Andresa. Hmm. Uh, is there a conversation amongst judges that in, in some parts of the world there are no 3X or 4X certified judges? I ask this because in some places around the world, you don't have 3X or 2X certified judges, making it difficult to have more events in these regions. Mm. Okay, so, um, uh, Wally, I'll uh, get to you in just a second. That's the next question here about the Boom Check song. Okay, so, um, for you guys that aren't 2X or 3X certified, or you want to become, or you want somebody to become one in your area, 
There is a criteria uh, you can get with uh, DB Dragon, find out what that criteria is. But the short version of it is you have to do so many, hold so many 1X events with all the restrictions of holding an event. Then you can um, be evaluated and uh, go to World Final, or uh, no, you don't have to go to World Finals. And then you be can become a certified 1X judge. After you do that, you have to attend a World Finals and do so many more shows and assist at, I believe, two 3X shows. And that's how you become a 2X certified judge. And then, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of shadowing on both ways. So, for example, to become a multi point certified judge, you have to do an event, and a, another certified judge, like a 3X or 4X judge, has to watch you do the event to ensure that you can understand how the, the system works as far as the, the laptop, the software. Can you answer questions un, under pressure? You're in the middle of running the show. Mm -hmm. you, you got some things going sideways, and somebody comes up with XYZ question. Are you able to manage all of that? What's your bedside manner like? How do you talk to com yep. competitors? Are you okay making announcements and you know controlling the flow of the entire event and stuff like that? So there, there's a lot involved in becoming an actual you know, judge and stuff like that. But the process from getting from 1X to 2X to 3X to 4X is, is pretty much the exact same with the exception of you just have to do additional shows and part of it is volunteering and or flying judges into your area in order to get certified because you can never become a multi-point certified judge if you only stay in your backyard because you're mm -hmm. only going to see the same 20 or 30 vehicles you're not going to have any experience you're not going to understand anything outside of what your competitors do in your area maybe other areas across the even in like Western USA and Eastern USA, yeah. Western USA, yeah. we have a lot of like, what do we call them? SUVs. Like ground pounders or, or yeah. you know, guys that like to play music and stuff like yeah. that. Daily Eastern drivers. Side, they're, they're, yep. they're definitely more focused on SPL. Well, yep. if you only stayed in Western US, you might not never see any high SPL vehicles because the vast majority of them are gonna be your ground pounders, your daily drivers. So you can never get multi-point certified unless you volunteer and travel to do some shows and then have somebody come in and watch you do some events and stuff like that. That's just the process. You can't get certified in anything else that you do unless you, you know, go to some schooling, do right. some stuff, do the work, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a very similar process. And, and, and that's what's important, right? And that's how we're trying to make the judging consistent across the board. And like I said, it, it, we talk as judges and whatnot. So it, it's really important if you do want to become a multi-point <coughs> certified judge in a part that doesn't have it. Uh, mm -hmm. Ray travels a lot, and um, he is a good evaluator. He's uh, been around a long time, and um, he's very, um, I wouldn't say motivated. I, I think he's very focused on what he's looking at. He is a, in my opinion, he is a very, very good evaluator of how the show is ran and how someone commands themselves and their presence at an event could it be just maybe a lack of judges in his area perhaps so um, that could but he was asking about you know getting 2x and 3x and if there is a lack of judges talk to a, a stereo shop and maybe they want to do just a monthly show and um you know and become a 1x judge and mm -hmm. As they do it, they're gonna want to possibly become three X. I was trying to see where he was located, and um, oh, just, Antonio, tell us where you're located. Just hovering over his name here, it shows Sao Paulo. Is that that's Brazil, right? Sao Paulo, so Sao Paulo Brazil. Is Brazil. Yeah, there yeah, should be. So, uh, there's a couple of judges out well, there. Well, okay, let's. No, there, right there, now there, there isn't. Be, 
There used to be a bunch of 3X certified judges and 4X certified judges in, in Brazil, but they're no longer doing it. <clears throat> yes. Uh, long story short, son got kidnapped, held for ransom, a oh, right. bunch of other oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a third world country, so there is definitely some potential there um, if you're making good money or if somebody's after you or whatever the case might be. So they, they've, they've essentially retired. Um, we're in the process of you know getting more multi-point judges in, in the area. Yep. Um, it's, it's uh, not an in easy the task. Caribbean islands, you know, where they yeah, can, for sure. they were saying they can get to Brazil fairly easy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I did a, a show back in last year in April, I think it was maybe, I, I don't remember the dates, but I, I yeah. was in Brazil, but, uh, our guy from Argentina flew over to Brazil cause it's a lot closer. So yep. he did the judges training at the same time and stuff like that. Right. right. So, okay. oh yeah, he, he actually, uh, commented again saying, thanks for the clarification. I asked this question because in Brazil, we only have one X events making it difficult to certify records being possible only when we bring judges from abroad. So, yeah, yeah, that, that just happens to be where we're at in there. Um, let's see. I want to hit this base race song real quick or this question. Uh, 20. So uh, Wally says uh, boom check tracks are 20, 27, 33, 39, 53, 66. So that's a pretty good, I mean, so he's saying there's a gap between 39 and 53. 39 and 53, okay. But I know <laughs> I play a song that does 52 or 42 hertz. So. And and who knows? I mean, that's not to say that, um, you know, we're looking into, that we're not looking into adding those specific frequencies, but we don't really want to go <laughs> overboard and put, you know, do one for every frequency because, yeah, I mean. We I still want to have a level of skill involved. I mean, yes. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we don't want to test tone. That's the whole idea we're trying to get away right. from, right? So, right. Solis uh, posted in here <clears throat> real quick. Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> About 10 minutes ago. Um, she said, competitors must use music tracks from the official base race competition CD or a digital copy of the CD provided by the judges. At a multi-point event, if an uh, event takes place prior to the release of the official CD, then the music tracks from the prior DB Jam or Bass Race Competition CD may be used in the interim. So, anyway. Oh, there's Jeffrey chatting with us. Uh, Gorman is a, a Nick Semino now put in there. Um, hold on, wait. Uh, Warren says, pushing the gray areas is a big reason why people get singled out. Um, I don't think that's uh, necessarily <laughs> a thing. I don't think we single people out for pushing gray areas. Yeah, yeah. I think I think more we we put single people out for being the top person uh, because the, we. Well, need let's to be honest. If 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 you set a world record, yeah. First of all, yeah. we have to audit your vehicle. Yep. So if, if we're, we are doing the entire global DB drag racing community a disservice if we yes. don't audit the vehicle. So when you get up there and you're at a 3X event or you're at finals and you set a world record, 100%, we have to pull your entire vehicle apart and we check them. I've audited hundreds of vehicles all over the world. They don't feel like they're getting singled out. So, so that brings up right here, Nick Semino puts in there, Gorman is the top of the, of the game. He doesn't get singled out because he has integrity. It's not because he has integrity and he's not being singled out. We do the same to his car as we do anybody else's that hits a world record. Um, he's just not as vocal about whatever the decisions are. I, I, would that be accurate? I mean, I don't. We treat yeah. him no different than anybody else. Um, For sure. We, 
and, and we don't give him special privileges at all. Mm -hmm. And he I definitely mean, is. I, you you top can feel guy, free right? to reach. Feel free to reach out to RP and ask him how many times I've had direct conversations with him. And me too. I, I, absolutely. We are more than happy to help him yeah. out in every which yep. way we can. Yep. 100%. And, and he's been uh, transparent with us as well. I mean, yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not entirely sure why people say that we single a specific you know, group out, or especially them, because you know, if they're trying to be transparent with us and – you know, I, yeah. I've always uh, there's a saying that says you uh, inspect what you expect. So it's it's OK. Well, let's check it out. You know, we're not I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see what, how people are thinking we're singling, singling a specific group of, uh, out. So, yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, Mel Valadez changed his name to SPL Mal Mel Valadez yeah. now. <laughs> SPL Mel. <laughs> SPL Mel. Are you done with that sound quality stuff? Is that what I just heard you say? <laughs> Uh -oh. He says, uh, I think one of the things he sees from around the world is the seats that look like they will not lock into place. Um, mm. I will tell you at the events, um, your seat has to lock into a place and the mic jig has to fit between your seat and the <coughs> box and anything there. So if it doesn't, I mean, it's not like we allow them to like jump on it and get a couple gorillas and freaking slam it until it locks and then tweak his frame. Um, the mic jig still has to run between the box and the, uh, you know, it's a quarter inch gap. And my mic jig, Jeffrey's mic jig, I'm sure Ray's mic jig is all quarter inch wide, you know, thick. And we run that through to make sure it works. All right, guys, I only have about two more minutes on here. I didn't get to all the questions. Um, wow, there are a lot of questions. Uh, Salise answered some of the questions in the chat. So if you guys uh, want to check out some of her answers, you can check on that. Um, it uh, We'll do this again in one month, which will be the second Monday of the week, uh, or se second Monday the of the month. And uh, we'll try and get this. Like I said, have your questions ready to go. And if you hit us first, um, uh, you know, the earlier you hit us, the better chance we're going to hit it. Well, we've already hit 630. Once again, I got to go take some old people's money. I did okay this weekend. Nice. Um, I missed a 10 pin and it cost me going for the 100 K. Uh, but I still, so I put in $400 into side action. I got 1300 back. So I think I did okay. Uh, or I got, sorry, I got 1700 back cause my profit was 1300. So, um, I, I get, I think I did okay. Even for not making a run at the hundred thousand dollars. So, so I mean, if, if Mel wants to reach out and you maybe send us some photos of vehicles that he sees that that he thinks won't you know fit or latch back into place um i mean i i have personally sat in over 150 different pandas to ensure that the back seats go back into their you know locking position and stuff like that and my butt is not on top of like you know the amplifier and or batteries aren't digging into my back and stuff like that so i mean I, i've sat in a lot of different vehicles um even at finals i, I if, yeah, if there was I a panda, that. I, I probably sat yeah. in one you know like it's just practice because you have to do it. That's the only way to verify, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, any last words, Ray? I appreciate you being here first off, but any last words? Yeah. Oh, I mean, so first of all, I mean, I want to thank all of you guys. I want to thank the viewers and stuff like that. I mean, I look forward to growing our community and stuff like that. And with every question, we get better at, you know, building a stronger, more consistent community between competitors, between judges, et cetera, et cetera, yep. right? So. 
Absolutely. And, and like I said, hopefully this is a way for you guys to ask these questions that you feel don't get answered in the uh, DB drag, you know, questions. Sometimes we don't see them and sometimes they just get lost. Like we start discussing them and they get lost. So hopefully this is a way for you guys to uh, let us know, you know, your questions and we can answer them. Uh, Jeffrey, what you got going on? Anything? Uh, this Sunday, <laughs> I got a show out here at uh, Crossfire Car Audio. It's a triple point event. Uh, it's going to be starting at 12 p.m. Check out dbdragracing.com for all the details, uh, as well as a uh, feature calendar uh, of events, which we're going to be having pretty soon. Uh, I got a couple of guys from SoCal hit me up. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple shows out there in the next few months. So, uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Um, uh, my show se season's really starting to kick off. Um, we have some IASCA events happening right now out in California. Um, we're going to start some DB – we're do just doing like one, one a month right now, so I'll probably run another one here in a couple weeks in February, um, then obviously in March. So, uh, yeah, we, we got these things going. Oh, but I did – I um, finalized the details on Autorama. So, yes, so we will be having a 5X oh, nice. once again at Autorama. That will be April, I think, 29th and 30th, whatever the last weekend in April is. So uh, that's when we'll be doing the Autorama again this year. That will be a 5X weekend, 2X on Saturday, 3X on Sunday. Um, Ray's been to that show. Jeffrey's been to that show. Uh, we have a lot of really good cars that travel from a long ways apart, and we get through them fairly quickly. We do a good job on uh, running the event. I have plenty of helpers. So um, look for more information on Autorama coming up real soon. Um, other than that, uh, I want to thank uh, Ray. Uh, Wyatt was not feeling well today. That's why he didn't jump in, but he will mm. be here next month, most likely. Um, Ray, it'll have to be closer to the time of the month so that he uh, can check his calendar. You know, with the 19 <laughs> kids, he might have soccer or wow. hockey or something or curling uh, that he's got to go to and uh, go watch that instead. So, um, you know, so it. it Ray will be uh, last moment decision probably you know like two weeks in advance we'll know but yeah um, but he you know he can't commit to every Monday uh, that we're going to be doing this he's going to make an attempt to uh, but myself uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in thanks to uh, Celise for posting in the chat some of yeah. the answers for us I really appreciate that too if you guys have uh, stuff uh, that you want to ask us reach out to Jeffrey and I on Facebook um, we'll share that with the other judges obviously and. See if we can't get back to you on that, but also uh, appreciate you doing it here on the Monday show so everybody can hear it. You know, that's really cool. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Jeffrey. You guys did it awesome tonight. Uh, thank you for all the people that are watching. Let's help grow the community on YouTube. I'd love to get to a thousand subscribers someday. So if you know anybody or you want to make yourself a, a, a throwaway account and subscribe, you know, just <laughs> do that. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying. Um, but I need to hit a thousand subscribers. That's our first goal out there. Uh, we appreciate it. Jeffrey and I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, I was really mm. distracted with my new sister. Uh, Jeffrey has some giveaways he wants to do. Uh, most likely what we're going to do is I will, um, put that on my, um, I'll have email. So you guys will send me an email and that'll get you entered. And then I'll confirm that you are a, um, a member. And I think what we're going to do is you have to be a member of, uh, or you have to be a subscriber to the YouTube. Yeah. And, and then that'll, uh, 
and we'll do that. Um, I'm going to talk to Jeffrey. We might even do a uh, DB Drag membership as one of the giveaways. So that sounds reasonable. What do you think, Jeffrey? Oh, might, yeah. Might I think, uh, you know, once you, you do giveaways, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you add giveaways into the mix, YouTube subscribers, hey, that they go hand in hand. Yeah. So, all right, guys, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back again next week at 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that does matter. Uh, but we will see you guys next week with Dan Horner. Oh, also remember to support those that support us. Puns Customs, Crossfire Car Audio. Don't forget about these guys. Man, go check them out. Do what you can to support them. Remember, support those who support the things that you love to do. And once again, we'll see you guys next week, 5.30 p.m. California time, the only time that matters. We're out.